When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Find inflation the old-fashioned way by spending less money. Check out the Hyperx store at Amazon.com to find great Prime Day deals on July 12th and 13th. Stock up on new gaming gear so you'll be equipped for the new launches and content drops. Mark your calendars and set your alarms. Deals like this won't stick around long. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chat of the Wild is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. To find out more information and other great shows, go to podcast.hyperx.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. Gaiden. And this season we're playing Okami. Okami. In our last episode, we got shrunk down in an itty bitty bitty ditty ditty little 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 doggy. You want to take that again? No. And now we have Isun at regular size. I mean, in comparison. Uh, Isun is is the size of a big boy now, um, not not the size of a f- freshest big boy, but a big boy. Uh, sure, this, <laughs> this is his Pinocchio moment. He's a real boy now. So. Yes, he's not an insect. He's not a little bug. We can see he is uh, a human with a, a a beetle's carcass on top of his head. He's so no wonder up. people are going to think he's a bug. Yeah, it's um, a superhero. Yeah. Uh, I did, so before we move on uh, with the beginning, I guess, uh, when we last played, I did turn around immediately and went and did some collecting because I was just like, there's a few things I want to get. And we mentioned in the last episode that the dojo, you could scroll down on. Way down I made sure to go do that and got some more upgrades. I got an upgrade that let me, if if I have two shields equipped, It'll increase my mm-hmm. damage even further. Mm-hmm. So I went and did that, and it just makes it makes fighting even easier. I've said <laughs> multiple times about how I thought this fighting in this game is is fairly easy, and now it's even easier. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. So are you? Have you just been using shields consistently as your weapon this whole time? Yeah, I like. I want the sword because dog with the sword is awesome. Just look at Dark Souls. Like it. It's it's really cool, but. I like the way the shield attacks better. It just like the 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 rhythm of it makes more sense to me. So I've just been keeping with shields. I've been switching around between the swords and the beads as we get new weapons, and mm-hmm. I use the sword for essentially this entire section. And I am not a fan of 
sword play. Really? I think I'm going to stick to okay. beads for the rest of the game. Okay. I got uh, to a part with the sword. Actually, I bought a an upgrade that gives the sword uh, a third attack and lets you like hold charge an attack. So it makes it even more of like a heavy weapon, which okay. I'm okay with. Um, I don't. If I'm bringing out my my weapon, my main weapon, even if I'm bringing that out, then the fight's already like bad because I don't know <laughs> I don't know how to exploit it or I don't know how, what the weakness of the thing is. For the most mm-hmm. part, at this point, I know how to like quickly take out these things and don't have too much trouble with them. So I like having the beads as the shooter. Uh, one of the other things I came across was a grotto that was covered by one of the big stones that you needed the advanced digging to get into. Oh yeah, and uh, I finally it was did one a of grotto, those. It was a grotto that held the mole's treasure. That was the the mole guy that we came across. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, you could you could find his treasure trove, and there were some some good some goodies in there. It also looked really cool because you get down there and there's a bunch of animals mm-hmm. and a bunch of the um why can't it, uh, the cherry blossom trees and so you can go in there get okay. some faith all that stuff get some points yada 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 it just looked really cool too it had like waterfalls all around it it was really nice looking yeah i found one that i don't remember what the item i think i got was but yeah there was a a bunch of little bunnies there was a hidden clover um mm-hmm. And yeah, it was really cool. I was I I thought I dropped down because it was the first one I had dug up after buying the power, and I was like, "Ooh, goody!" And and I fell in, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm going to have to do one of those timed grotto segment things where we have to dig through stuff." Mm-hmm. I'm running out of time for what I need to do for this episode. I was well past what I needed to do for this episode and didn't know it. And I uh, was freaking out and I dropped into this peaceful little grotto with, with just tons of animals everywhere and was like, oh, oh no, I got time. I, I, I can mm-hmm. stop for a second. I got time for these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I also went and got, uh, I, I complained about those vine flowers that were near that the, the bridge, the outpost. Yes. Uh, I went and did all that. It was still annoying because you had to be so quick and move the camera around in all these awkward ways. And then you get all the way to the end and it's just one of the missing pearls or whatever. Ooh, a bead, so, a stray bead. A be- yeah, another stray bead. Be still uh, my heart. Too many of those. There's just too many of them, man. There's a and bunch. you don't know what do, you're getting. Do we know what we get for those? I haven't I'll looked it up. Head, no. I will I will look, you know later on whether yeah. or not I actually collect them all I will look it up and we'll talk about it. I don't want to give it away yet cuz we wouldn't be able to get them all anyway. I figured we'd get right there now. at some point. Yeah. I'm just really hoping it's not like a gilded falcon sort of situation where we get to the end and it's like oh this makes uh this so much easier. Uh it would be much harder if you didn't have all these beads. I'm going to guess <laughs> it's a specialty weapon that's really strong. I mean that's that's so typical for this era. They give you like some I, crazy the ultimate era. weapon. Yeah, I was just gonna guess. It's like here's the staff credits. No, <laughs> you've unlocked something that, in the menu. The cheat menu is unlocked. It's either that or the true ending, right? Right. Oh god! Like you, 
Yeah, <laughs> like you'll get the alternate ending if you collect all the beads. You filled. You um, you've been able to create the rosary, and now you can bring <laughs> Christianity to to Nippon. Did you? No. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> did, did either of you ever play Jeff Horse Jiminy? Yes. Uh, yeah, a little bit here and there. That was the thing where, that killed me about that game was I really liked the game, and then it gets to a point where plot-wise, you have to go back and basically save all these little mm-hmm. Ewok-esque dudes. Replay the uh, levels. Yeah. And before, you could get... you could save some but you didn't have to save them all but then you had to save them all and that was what broke me at this game so if the true ending you have to get all the stray beads mm. never getting the true ending it's like the no, uh, go to youtube yeah rare silver silver coin challenge uh so back i guess to our our current state of affairs uh we are tiny and we are running amongst the the grass and the bugs and the spiders and all of that. And you get this cool stuff where you get giant feet stomping around and all of that. Cool big feet. Um, it's yeah, very it's we, very minish cap. We do need to put out a bigger warning for the spiders in this section because they are creepy because they have like I don't know what's was like samurai masks faces or something they like that. They have oni faces abdomen. on them. Oni faces, yeah, yeah. like this the stereotypical oni, like classical mm-hmm. depiction demon. That's yeah, what's on yeah. the on the on their back. Yeah, and it's, they, I mean, it's uh, probably uh, what the skulltillas were going for because they have like something like that. You know, sure, scary yeah. skull faces on their back, but I'm sure this is based out of some Japanese folklore thing of spiders with human faces, right? Like. It's I'm, I can easily see that being the source material for something like this. Well, you know, the, um, the anytime you try to go to your parking garage to to get your car after your work, you know, you, you know, every salary man has to deal with a uh, um a spider that swings over the the entrance to your corporate parking lot. It, it's just a thing in Japan. Uh, these spiders are called blocking spiders. And Isun goes out of his way to let him know that, like, oh, they're sporadic. You don't know what they're going to do. But right now they don't do anything. Uh, they just all just sort of sit there. And until we get a new ability, they won't really do anything. Yeah, they don't they, care They, they don't now. get activated yet. Yeah. Um, as we're running around here, hopping on uh, little platforms in, in this little pond, which is giant. It looks like a giant poison swamp to us right now. Uh, we get a cut scene where there's this this crying woman in a prison cell. And, of course, Isun has to ruin the moment by saying something about she's probably ugly. That's why she's hiding her face. Right. So, thanks, Isun. <laughs> Isun doesn't uh, seem to see the value in a human being until he sees their face. Uh, right. That happens a couple times this episode. Um, um, yeah, I made the Minish joke earlier, but you know that was a Nintendo Capcom joint um, and a Zelda game, so uh, th- yeah, kind of a little bit of a a nod to that going on here. I think I'm more interested in going back to Minish Cap to see if there was any nods to Isun, like you know, not this Isun in Okami, mm-hmm. but like the folklore tale of Isun, right? Uh, if there was anything about that, like little like hammers or something, right? Like uh, I don't know, yeah, but. 
we go we go wandering around here and eventually we we come across an area where there's this little grotto that is surrounded by like beetle husks and yeah. it's like weird it's real strange uh like all the it, it's the it's the the, the crunchy leftovers when a bug molts, you know, to, to get real graphic and specific about it. Um, there's a bunch of these things all over the place. And uh, we go down in this little grotto and it's filled with a bunch of spiders. Um, they all have their own little thing going on where they move in different directions or different colors. And then their their abdomens are, are or like, is that their thorax? Is their butt their thorax? Uh, they is do that... not have... Uh, I th- I believe they do not have thoraxes. They only have heads and abdomens. If they are arachnids, okay, their butts uh, <laughs> are platforms. <laughs> yeah, they butts got that platform platforms, booty. and then the rest of their body has a different face on it. They've got a, a sturdy face. shelf. Yeah, and uh, Isun warns us that if we sit on them for too long, they will toss us off. Uh, now I, I oh, only yes, came across guys, yes. one or two that did that. There's one in particular that the second you jump on it, it will start the animation of throwing you off of it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come across another one later that as soon as you land on it, it starts moving really fast. Oh yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, now both the of first, these things, the, the, the first one you described is stationary and then it will begin moving and, and tipping you off. Yeah. Um, the solution for both of these lies in our next celestial brush, uh, which we find. Uh, <laughs> now, I don't know about you guys. I got a little lost here because I thought there was more progression in this room. In my mind, it was like, you know, this this is one of the few times where you get to a dead end mm-hmm. in this in a, in a map and then you just have to turn around. Um, there is a bombable wall that when you go into there, you find this like nice little secret area it's like a, it's a whole bunch of like fancy things stashed in there yeah and then there's a giant like uh vase hanging in the middle lucky kitty a treasure trove if you will yeah and uh it's like where he keeps it, his uh his old games you know it's like hey this is my <laughs> stuff i like this stuff yeah yeah uh if we slash the string on that that bottle that's hanging up there uh it falls over and we can jump inside of it gets referred to as a flask when we see it yeah the flask there we go yeah Um, i mean is that considered treasure (laughs) it's it's a it's a gourd shape right like i know that i know that was like a common you know thing back then that you would you would take old gourds and hollow them out Mm. and uh use them as drinking vessels things like that um if we go inside of here this one was odd because you go into there and there's nothing happening. Right. Like it, they, 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 Isun comments on it being misty in here. A nice mist, uh, though. A pleasant mist. A, a calming mist, if you will. Yes. Kind of like a sauna yeah. sort of situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you walk around, I don't want to hear Isun's thoughts on jacuzzis. I just feel like <sighs> that just no. goes, that just goes somewhere wrong. But, but, you know, yeah, it, it's nice in here, but, there's it's unassuming and but we were blocked from leaving the previous room by a blocking spider so there's got to be something around here to do yeah so did you guys like wander back and forth a bit in here before you figured out what you needed to do this is one of the few times in this game where i figure something out right away Mm -hmm. Uh, oh nice 
so um, what we're really it, focusing on well what's i was about to leave the flask and then eason started a dialogue i i had been in there long enough for him to go oh to like just make an observation without you know unprompted basically but then i had gotten close enough to the exit to jabu jabu's mouth as it were and it interrupted his well, we haven't gotten to jabu jabu's mouth yet uh, right but uh <laughs> it, it it interrupted his dialogue that he was telling me about the you know giving me more flavor text that i needed and uh and kicked me out of the bottle and i was like yeah, but i wanted to hear the first thing you said dude and so i had to go back in there and wait around again for him to say it but yeah oh see i thought i thought he wouldn't even let you out until you did the thing oh no uh, i did the thing from outside outside um okay wait what the game wants you to do is when you're in this vase you use your wind power to blow the vapors mm. out of the flask and that'll you can, shoot you out with it you can oh yeah okay maybe then yeah never mind All right. i thought i did this from standing outside where i where i targeted the entrance to the flask and and made a stream out of it but perhaps not for whatever reason uh when you do this the stars are inside of this room with you. There's a constellation that shows up. I mean, what? You've never gotten that wasted before? Yeah, the uh, mist just relaxes everybody, relaxes the ceiling, and all of a sudden the stars are visible. <laughs> and uh, when we activate it, we're introduced to Kasugami, a big drunk goat. <laughs> this is this is my favorite animal entrance since the... This is uh, since the exploding pig. Yeah. It's long. It's really long. But it's so worth it. Oh, man. It's so good. Because he tries doing some, like, martial arts moves where everything, like, slows down. And he's supposed to be, like, kicking stuff and dodging it. But everything's going wrong. Like, everything just keeps hitting him and it just knocks him out. <laughs> and then he just, like, falls down to the ground. And it's it just, it's so strange. I mean, he takes a hit off the flask on his back, too, before he before doing this so sure yeah so many times in this game we've seen someone chug sake and then do something amazing mm -hmm. and so it's prepped you to think that oh this this goat's gonna get drunk and then do a bunch of cool matrix flips and he just gets hit <laughs> in the face like five times <laughs> mm -hmm. i love it but yeah, i really want to go watch legend of drunken master 2 now my favorite Jackie Chan movie. The uh, the new move that we get from him is a slowdown technique that we get. We do two slashes uh, and two parallel slashes, and that will slow down time for a few seconds. And that's typically all we need for this. Uh, when we got into this room, that spider came down and blocked the path. Now, if you go away from it, it does move up. So you got to. Freeze, mm -hmm. uh, slow down time, then run past it as quickly as you can. And we'll use that for the other spiders as well, including the ones that will like immediately toss you off. You can use that to get the, to just give yourself enough time to jump off of them again. Yeah. I know this is petty, but the thing that irked me about this entire learning this move is that Eason says, oh yeah, you can slow down time or slow down enemies with one brush stroke. And you have to do two. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, what you have to do to Eason. Well, you know, he wouldn't be Eason if he wasn't dubious in some way. If he wasn't wrong. <laughs> um, with this, we can go back to where those giant feet were. Uh, we earlier, uh, if you go over there, you get a cutscene where the the giant humans are talking about like, oh, there's that there's that bug back here again. I'm gonna mm-hmm. stomp on it, and then there's someone with a broom that you just can't get past. It just goes yeah. exactly where you are. And now that we can slow down time, we can slow all that stuff down and run right past it. They also muse if uh, maybe you're the that dung beetle that's been hanging around too. Mm. You could be that. Yeah. Uh, we we and, make and our way guy, through here. The second guy has two brooms, right? That was the weird thing. I think he has two. Brooms I did not count the brooms. There, there are two brooms. <laughs> it, it is cleaning day. I didn't count the feet okay. attached to the brooms, though. I thought I just assumed there were two guys. No, there's one dude, two brooms. Damn. <laughs> okay. Unheard All right. Of. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it could be a martial art we don't know about. I did run around with the with a mop for a long time in Breath of the Wild, so. But not two mops. Not two mops, though. Oh, man, can you imagine? Two mops. Two mops. (laughs) No, we're not doing this. (laughs) Uh, As we go on, we we come into a room where we find the Emperor sleeping, just belching out this nasty green smoke. Yeah, dude. Uh, It's... It's uncomfortable just seeing this th- this nasty stuff coming out of him. Uh, and he's just weird to look at, too. Like, his eyes look like they have coins on them. Like, he looks like he's dead already to me. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll eventually help him out, and we'll see him awake. And he still has that weird thing with his eyes. So I don't, I don't understand this design for this character. Um, it is kind Speaking of... of coins. Are the enemies that we face around here, like the super fast wheel things, are those supposed to be coins? It's some it's kind like a... of memor- memorabilia, like glass coin thing. It is different. I'm sure there is some actual origin to why these things look like this, but I'm not oh, sure. Yeah, these things. They have they have pictures inside of them. Rather, yeah, than the wheels that we fought before had either like lips. Or eyes or mm-hmm. something like that, and these have actual like Japanese drawings. Are they tokens? And, and something at this like point, that. We're tiny still, so it makes sense that the enemies yeah. are coin sized. Yeah. Right. So we we climb around this area, and eventually we get up high enough and find ourselves directly above the emperor. And it's just like, well. What other option do we have here? Just got to jump into his mouth, I guess. <laughs> There's a giant fog wall that we have to walk into, and I was just like, "Yeah, I can't, I can't escape these, no matter where I am nope. in my life right now." But, uh, but we also we... have had a, a theme of you know people being drunk and and breathing on Amy and and stuff, and so this guy is like the ultimate amount of cursed intoxicated just spewing vapor out of his mouth mm-hmm. constantly that's poisoning an entire region of of Japan so we we fall into his mouth and this is where we're going to take a break cuz we're going to need it cuz this is a lot coming up here it's going to go <laughs> we get back it's going to go yeah. full david cage <laughs> oh uh, god mm, 
Oh well. Mm, okay. Anyway, Did you ask we will. Fraser we will see what's waiting for us. Whatever they call the Indigo Prophecy. Yes. Indigo yes. Prophecy. It's uh, about to jump the shark. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When we get back, we'll see how bad this gets. Hey, everybody, it's Patreon time once again. Uh, we've got another patron to celebrate. Woo! Celebration! Happy days and times are here for all. I am the Patreon caller. I call for new patrons. The Patreon patron. Caller. Okay. Pa- the patron saint of Patreon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Patreon, uh, now sponsored by Patron. Ooh. If you didn't know, I'm guessing, I mean, this this is airing in the middle of a season. Uh, I don't know how you would have started here. Uh, if you are, we <laughs> really suggest you start with the first episode of a season. But hi, welcome. But we love you. Th- we've got another patron that we need to give a shout out to. That is Obababa Day. Hi, what's up, Tune Day? Hi, Bob. Hi, Tune Day. I oh, Bob. I never thought about Bob before. Um, not sure what you go by. We're gonna just say them all right now. Um, for. Obababa Toon Day. Uh, their favorite Zelda game is Breath of the Wild. They say Breath of the Wild was the first Zelda game I really got into and first to get me into the franchise. I love open world games like Skyrim and Fallout, so Breath of the Wild was right up my alley. Good uh, game. I love the story. Yeah, I, I love the story, mechanics, sound design, music, pretty much everything about Breath of the Wild. I also find the progression and gameplay of Breath of the Wild so incredibly fun to me. Yeah, it's still up there. It's still up there. It's like one of the greatest, you know? It's it's fantastic, right? It's, uh, it's totally a Zelda game. It is a Zelda game. Yeah. Uh, for sure. It's in the title. Uh, BC, what's your favorite part of Breath of the Wild? Uh, probably all of the wild is all the breath. No, oh, I think my favorite yes. part of Breath of the Wild is just everything's so pretty. It's nice. Everything's so pretty. It's just great to look you at. Just, Very just, peaceful just, game. Just stand and look at stuff. Or just, just uh, get on your horse and let your horse ride. And then you can hang out while your horse is riding. Just climb just, up a hill, look down the hill, go to the other side of the yeah. hill, look down. That, that's fine. Pick up some apples, put put the apples on a rock. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, a little creature says hi, and gives you a scene. Yeah, he's nice. His name is Terry. I like him. <laughs> uh, their favorite Zelda item is the paraglider in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, um, yeah. There you go. So I don't think about that as a Zelda item too often, but yeah, yep. <laughs> It's good. It is really good. It's great to get all the way up somewhere and then just like seeing something in the distance and just being like, I'm gonna, I could just fly there. That's mine. Let's just, let's just go. And it is great when you're in the air because you don't have obstacles in your way Mm. unless it's a floating uh, Bacoblin fortress or something (laughs) like that. Or a, a guardian on the ground that sees you. Sure, yeah. You just got to drop at the last second to dodge its the, laser the, beams. The very first time I climbed all the way to the top of Hyrule Castle and looked out and saw a shrine hiding 
close to the castle that I'd never seen before because there's a hill that obscures it. It's like, aha! <laughs> I was so excited and immediately glided all the way out of the castle uh, just to go get that guy. Yeah. Great game. Uh, they, uh, for their Zelda, for their favorite Zelda-like, they said Undertale, if it counts as a Zelda-like. I don't, Apparently it does now. I don't know. We have said it. We have decreed it. Really? Um, is it is. It's. I mean, it's. It's recorded. We. We control that. Fair. Um, Fair. We. I would. I would wager that we are the biggest Zelda-like podcast in the world. Hey, there you go. Um, Number one Zelda-like podcast on the internet. Tell your friends. If. If anyone's going to be an authority on it, it's us. Sure. Is it? So, I've never played Undertale. Is it? Yeah. Um. I. I would say. Barely. It's enough. It counts. Put it on the list. It's on the spectrum. <laughs> uh, thank you, Baba Tunde. Thanks, buddy. Uh, just a reminder. Uh, yes, just a reminder. Uh, you go to patreon.com slash shout of the wild. You donate. You get a shout out. You get a bunch of other stuff. Go to chat. Go to patreon.com slash shout of the wild. It explains all the stuff and, there. In fact, help uh, support us. In fact, Tunde became a patron because uh, his friend is a $5 patron and was going to play Community Day with us, and Tunde just wanted to yell at us, so he pledged a dollar and hopped in the voice chat and got to watch and yell at us while we played video games. It was fun, and they got some other uh, cool cool perks perks to go along with it. Cool perks. So, thank you very much. Again, go to patreon.com slash out of the wild check it out brian what is tell us about some podcasts you've been doing we oh, haven't brought this up in a I, little while it's the month of mario 64 uh over on need for speed running we did an episode with either on where we went through just the game itself and then talked about the current 70 star world record for sm64 and then i'm working on an episode right now where we talked to uh mark medina from uh ign who does the devs react to speedrunning and also just does a lot of uh, FM64 speedrunning. He talked about how he sent his best run to Cheese and uh, crap, uh, one of the other big world, world record holders. And they were just like, I think they were expecting someone who really sucked or was like, here's my best run. And they were blown away by how, you know, like, oh, I was not expecting a, a competent run. This is actually pretty good. Good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought some guy at IGN wanted us to look at his crappy SM64 attempt. <laughs> so, uh, Look at my 24-hour run of Super Mario. Yeah, something I would do like in a weekend. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So that show's uh, really great. GDQ is happening right now. I'm going to go watch some of it. But I'm also working on a podcast called Remember 64, where we talk about 64 games. So, that's coming up. Only 64 games. Only 64 games. There's 64 episodes, and when it's done, it's, it's done. It. All done in 64 episodes. Probably not. No. What ga- you remember those 64 games that came out in 1964? I probably have. The- what a time to be alive! <laughs> that was at the World's Fair. What a time to be 64! I saw that at the New York World's Fair. 
Yeah, um, that was the first time I... E3, 1964, New York City. We called it E64. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I was on to talk about Shadows of the Empire a little while back. We talked about Wingress E3D Hockey recently. It was like my first actual episode. Because I was like, dude, I'm just going to be bugging you come talk about 64 games all the time but you know i, I could talk about a 164 game every other week that's fine with me so uh yeah check that out remember nice. 64 follow that at remember 64 show on lots of the stuff he's way more active than i am on the speed run show stuff social so uh that's cool check it out check all those stuff out in the meantime Let's get back to whatever is waiting for us on the other side of this audio feed. Us. We're the Spirit Hunters, and we're a show that treats Hunter Hunter and Yu Hakusho's author as the center of the universe. Some weeks we do linguistic analysis. The Chinese meaning of this character is to smelt or refine, but to the changed meaning in Japanese it means to temper. Other times, we get absolutely smashed. So we take one shot every time. Yusuke uses the ray gun. One hour later. This is the least coherent episode. Sarah, you Check us out at the HyperX Podcast Network. Eliminate clutter and embrace the freedom of HyperX wireless gaming gear for PC and console. Power through all the great monthly PlayStation Plus games with the Cloud Stinger Core Wireless for PlayStation. Enjoy lightweight comfort with reliable wireless freedom so you won't miss plot points when you head to the fridge. High quality HyperX wireless products can be found at most fine retailers as well as online at Target, Best Buy, and Amazon. Or you can shop for them directly at HyperX.com and HB.com. For every episode of No More Whoppers that you listen to, we will send you a 25-cent coupon for participating Kroger's. How many Kroger's are participating? None, but you're still getting the coupon. And it's like 25 cents in 1985 dollars. Right, so today that's like... 28 cents. No More Whoppers. Take that to the bank and smoke it. On the HyperX Podcast Network and NoMoreWhoppers.com. So we are back, and we're inside the Emperor's throat. Uh, I got really confused as to like where we were on this because we see we see what I believe is his uvula, uh, but it's pointing upwards. Well, he's very sick, and so, and so it's, are it's we... stiff. <laughs> but are we upside down? We're on the I mean, roof. He's laying. I, guess he's, I guess he's laying on his back. Yeah. But yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, this this is the our Jabu Jabu section that Brian <laughs> alluded to earlier. Uh, Even though I we... was getting Jabu Jabu feeling like legitimately, I didn't know we were going to jump into someone's mouth, but I said that in that moment because that was what I was feeling in that moment of being inside a bottle and and running out the mouth of it. See, that just reminds me of Mario Two, being inside a bottle. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, but here in the Emperor's Throat, uh, we run down basically a corridor. Now, this is not going to be a dungeon. This is not going to be like Jabu Jabu. This is a, a straightforward shot yeah. to a fight. Yeah, um, we don't hit the uvula to get further in. We will hit it later to get out. And we don't even really hit it. Well, we, yeah, we don't even really do it. I think that that's just like an option, yeah. right? They don't want to uh, block you off from 
if you say you're not strong enough or something, right? You get through this and it's like sure, tough yeah. for you. For those people that have that problem. Yeah. Uh, not us experienced gamers. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's... Ow. <laughs> Did you have to go back? Don't call me that again. Oh, no, no. no. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> we get down to the the fighting platform that I assume is like his stomach. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think he says stomach later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're in the gut. So... Mm-hmm. Um, and we find this this sword down here, and when we get close enough, it starts. It's pretty hardcore. In. This was cool. We this is where we meet Blight. Now Blight is Blight is just like the the remains of all dead warriors or something like that. It has this like shogun armor with swords just stabbed through it over and over. It's, and it's it's the it, Game of Thrones throne, but. A guy. It's a person. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I mean, Blight is just a, you know, a, a, a talks, death anyway, you know, a, a, a malady, you know, in, uh, Blight in the real world anyway. So, yeah. Uh, Blight mentions that Gold Nail is the name of the sword. Uh, we will find out that basically Blight only exists because of the sword. Like all, all of the the evil that has cursed the emperor is in this like basically a toothpick. It's like he swallowed an evil toothpick, right? <laughs> and it's stuck inside of him. And there's a little That's how they get demon you. inside of there too. Uh, I really enjoyed this fight. It it made good use of our, of our move that we just got. We don't seem to get that very often in here, where we we get some like fighting that involves this the new stuff that we've learned it's all been kind of open where like you still just end up slashing an enemy like occasionally it's like here's grab some vines or something like that but this one is straightforward like the the key to doing any damage whatsoever on this enemy is by using your new slowdown technique yeah i also think the slowdown is just much more intuitive in general as like as far as oh this is how you apply this in battle yeah we got that yeah. uh what what is it the thing that makes the trees rise up out of the ground they mm-hmm. told us we could use that in battle i've never successfully done it you can use the bomb <laughs> in battle but it's not necessarily practical but this no. is okay enemies are slow now that helps yeah um they they're they have a way of introducing just normal enemies to us earlier um where like they have multiple weaknesses or ways that you can you know put them in a damaged state but then they get you know one that's really easy to do that they'll teach you later on and so like they have a way of introducing enemies to us that can be defeated easier with with later moves there's by giving you multiple ways to take them out i don't know i for i forget exactly how i did damage to this guy there's two ways that I did it, but I figured them both out. One of them being with the new move, one of them being with an older move. But yeah, I liked this fight. It was it was fine. It was fun. I I exclusively use the slowdown when he does the 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 move where it like you know the the samurai would take the sword, put it in its sheath, and like sit there and then do just like a a 
a bolt across the the platform like yes. really fast and do like a an a open slash with that there. Yes. And if you see it doing the the animation of like putting it sword at its side, you do your slowdown then It'll go past you, and if you can hit it while it's going past you, it'll stun it for a second mm-hmm. and lose the sword. And then when the sword is like knocked out over on the side, you hit the sword, and that'll do damage. That's when, yeah, the sword is what you're really trying to hit. So you have to get Blight to drop the toothpick and then go to town on the toothpick. Um, so, yeah, that was one of What's them. And your the other move? The, the other one is he, he does a, a thing where a bunch of the swords circle around his head. And if you yeah. do, you know, just the normal slash across them, one of the swords hidden in there is the toothpick. And so if you oh. manage to hit the toothpick, that's another, uh, yeah, another way you can do damage to it. So because when you hit it, it just like launches into the ground and so yeah. you get a few free hits. Okay, cool. I didn't do that at all. Uh, I, I, anytime the swords were coming around, I just slowed down just so I could dodge them. Mm-hmm. That, that's all I did there. Okay. So I thought you, I thought I was using it more for like, they wanted me to be more uh, evasive using that as well, which you can't. So that's cool. Like if you got a real fast enemy or so they're like throwing stuff at you, you can slow down time, do it that way. So that's neat. Yeah. And, it, and kind of the way I was talking about where now this slowing down time thing allows us to beat up like the birds with the umbrellas whereas before we could they do that thing where they toss the skull out that you can slash and put them in a state that stuns them then we learned our wind technique that does that but the birds also do a a fast darting move like this boss Mm. does and so you can slow down and get them that way now i just i don't think i will ever see that animation again on these enemies like i so i had mentioned in an earlier episode about the the bounty lists that we get. Oh yeah, about how I was not coming across. Forgot enemies. about that. You just got to make it nighttime and keep running into enemies. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Just, that's all it is. And so I started doing that for a couple of them, where I was like, oh, I can just get through these enemies so fast now. It's not a big deal. Where I'm like, yeah, I'll just keep running into enemies and I'll have a each fight done in ten seconds. Get a bunch right? of like, horns the, or fangs. Waiting or whatever they for are. the. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna want some fangs too, uh, but it's it's legitimately the the results screen takes longer than the fight on some of these. <laughs> Where I'm like, give me a skip for this. Yeah, like, I, did, I already know I did great. <laughs> I got like three of the five on the first bounty list, but that's because I was running around that area a lot looking for stuff, and I didn't get the second bounty list until we were basically like piecing out of that area. So I forgot mm-hmm. about the second one. I haven't found a third one yeah. for the the new area. For the town? Well, Science if we've City? gotten one for uh just Cian City or the Ryoshima Coast or anything. Um, uh, there is one for that. Yeah, uh, we, we can talk about that. Later. I haven't yeah, I um, haven't found that person. So we finished Blight, uh we'd get one of those cool scenes where it shows like the hand-painted scenery and all that describing what blight was though it's still just like we don't know what why was blight inside of the emperor like I, maybe maybe we'll hear something about that later on it's like it's like toxoplasmosis you accidentally you know eat something or breathe something in and it's just like now nah, i guess yeah you know sometimes you just like um, go out to lunch you end up with an evil sword in your esophagus and it's <laughs> that's all she wrote yeah you don't 
You don't know how it got there, but you know, you're still going to go back to that restaurant because it's really good. Where did the uh, acid this scene also? Twice? Right, right. I mean, you already got rid of the sword somewhere else. So what, is there another toothpick out there that's going to do this? No, there's only one. Uh, we also get with this scene it telling us that the the dark presence did leave again going towards the horizon right so we we keep getting this of that they're they're all going what it seems like to the same place right you know uh, and you know, will probably be there eventually this dark presence only has one like toothpick almost purposeful as if it's going to like a meeting it has a it has a two o'clock <laughs> right, that right. it's late for and it's got to get <laughs> and the the thing from you know the last thing we fought where the dark presence left like just passed was like, hey, Tony, remember, we got that meeting. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. These dark presences are the evil dogs, the evil version <laughs> of the dogs, where they were all supposed to come back, but then one just inhabited a sword and lived inside some emperor. One's going to be living with some kid in a forest. <laughs> yeah. This, this blight needs me right now. See? Look how much this blight needs me. I have to stay here with him. It's my my duty. Take the evil smoky orb with you. So after all this, uh, Isun has the idea of taking control of the Emperor from his stomach. Yeah. Now, he does this by jumping up and down. Toxoplasma? What did I just say? Toxoplasmosis? Yeah, we're, we're there. We've, we've made it. Is, yeah, is that the thing where like the fungus take over? Is that the thing that like happens in The Last of Us? No, it's, just, it's this bacteria. It's the cats that... and, the, and, the, and the mice, right? Or it's a virus that can only uh, reproduce in the gut of a cat. So if it uh, gets into a mouse, it takes over their brain, re- rewires it to like cats, and then get eaten by them. Yep. And I think it rewires humans, too. Because I love cats. <laughs> uh, and so... He bounces around on his on the emperor's diaphragm, and that does enough apparently to take full control over him. Where we get this really silly scene of the emperor walking across like his it's, courtyard. It's great, but just like by his stomach is like guiding him. Is his stomach is the thing that's like pulling him forward? It's like two kids in a trench coat. <laughs> uh, it looks like right. Eason's just ramming the front of his like abdomen <laughs> yeah, to propel yeah. him forward. <laughs> Um, we go through all of this and the, the soldiers there are basically telling him like, we did what you said about keeping the bamboo girl in, in captive and all that. And, uh, we didn't mention, we did on our way back when we were tiny, uh, come across the bamboo girl and she explained what was going on about how she was held captive because apparently the emperor got started to get sick after she showed up and gave him some of her, her wares. Is, and so they, they what, was... assumed that she was responsible for it. Okay. I yeah, that's, I missed that. That's the reason yeah, that's the reason she's she came to town to sell her bamboo wares, which she works she she is Mr. Bamboo's uh She was summoned there. Adoptive granddaughter. Uh, yes, adopted granddaughter. Right, adopted granddaughter, not not blood, but um at that time the Emperor got sick and she was blamed for it. So that was the reason that she was put into there. Well it it wasn't even that. I I think they just didn't know why, because even the 
when you're walking through, the guards talk to you and they say, she didn't do anything. I don't know yeah. why you had us lock her up. Um, and then after the emperor wakes went up, ahead he and did talks it. about She's like, still there. I remember Sorry. talking about some cool treasure. And that's the last thing I remember. Right. She has a treasure that he wanted, that the emperor wanted. Now, the emperor probably in the state that he's in, being corrupted by whatever evil, wants whatever uh, Kaguya, the, the bamboo princess, let's call her, uh, had. And so we don't actually see this treasure at this point, but they just talk about she has this treasure that everybody wants and yeah. she needs to get back home. Yeah, and, 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 and we're they make it very clear that uh, once he's back to normal that he is into treasure. And also, mm-hmm. now that you put it that way, Germ, we're, we're going to get that treasure in a moment, and uh, we can talk about it then, but it makes sense that they would want her treasure. So. Yeah. Also, he's, sure. he's yeah. wearing, a, I just realized that his necklace is demon fangs. Yep. Right. Uh, which is also um, part of his, his treasure hunting ability, or, or desires. After we free Kaguya, uh, we get sneezed out of the Emperor, do a victory howl, and then the Emperor thanks us for helping him and all that, and then says, by the way, I uh, collect demon fangs, and I made sure to immediately get 100 so that I could get that one that refills your ink faster. I that want that. fantastic. I do want that. This is what uh, also made me think. Now, I, I have never gotten far enough into a Bayonetta game to know uh how like upgrading and things work in that but um in beautiful joe there are points that you can spend to unlock yes like extra moves and stuff but things like filling your meter back up faster and stuff like that um the the difference is that it's all one currency and this one has like a ton of different currencies I don't know. I about mean, not a ton. A ton. I okay, only, I guess it's money like and two. money and points. I guess, but then also yeah. praise and and stuff. So, the three times the amount of currencies. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't really count anything that's like XP as currency necessarily. Like unless it's a game, like unless it's a FromSoft game where those things are interchangeable. Yeah, but but it's like one currency for everything. But that kind of stuff is also something that would have been you would have just used your V points for. God, they are V bucks in that game. Shit. Mm, <laughs> um, <anyway. laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was like, wait a minute, this is kind of similar in its upgrade path, but I have a bunch of different. Yeah. Anyway, I I bought but, the one that lets us. Uh, warp at any mirror i thought uh there is a limitation to that but it was 80 80 fangs from the emperor lets you warp at mirrors what is what is this limitation uh the limitation is there are only certain mirrors that are like nice enough shape on them yeah, they have so like, they're, they're the ones with like a red x they, they have an x on the mirror and they mm. are they're more built. Uh, the shrine is is more ornate and and has more stuff going on. Some of the mirrors are just a mirror, like in front of a, a boss door or something like that. Some of them are a little bit nicer, but they're not like I still couldn't do it on that. Like the uh, and so like they have to be very elaborate, nice uh, shrines in order to do it. Well, I guess with the mermaid coins, 
I wouldn't have spent any money on that then. <laughs> like, that doesn't sound any different than the mermaid coins. See, I thought I was going to be able to do it at any mirror and that it would be worth it. In this case, it's still kind of worth it. Uh, I, I just have, like, double the amount of places I can warp to, but... Yeah, I, I'm not exactly. It's not what I was expecting. Uh, I was hoping for a little, something crazier than that. When we leave this section, we do run into Kaguya, and she explains that she's going back to um, what was it? Sasa? What, what's the sanctuary? Sasa sanctuary. sanctuary. Sasa sanctuary. sanctuary. Yeah. Uh, and that's to to go see her grandfather, and she talks about how like some of her memories are coming back to her but it's just about like being in a dark room and she needs to, she needs to figure out what's going on and she yeah. needs to find herself. Well, this yeah, it's worse than Waka's prophecies. She's like, I, I got to get to this dark room. <laughs> That's all I remember of my childhood is being locked in this dark, dark room. <laughs> they made it sound like they, they didn't really tell us like what, kind, how much time had passed between uh, the Mr. Bamboo finding her, but it sounds like she's grown up with him. Whereas I, I just kind of thought it was a, Oh yeah. Like three years ago, you know, I've been living with this guy. He's been helping me out. Um, no, it's my whole life. I should probably figure out who I am. <laughs> it's probably totally, time. I, I totally connected it to grandpa Gohan finding Goku. Uh, yeah. Right. Like finding baby Goku. Uh, okay, yeah, but anyway, yeah. um, we're not going to stop with the DBZ we, references, but we won't get to them this week. That's the closest thing I have to Japanese lore, okay? That's it. Sorry. We're going to get to something <laughs> next week that I was like, okay, this is clearly a DBZ reference. I should look up because I know that's, you know, um, also taken from mythology, you know, you know, in bits and pieces and stuff. And no, the thing, I looked it up. I looked everywhere. It's just, this is straight up a DBZ reference. It's it has oh, no yay. basis in myth. <laughs> it's just <laughs> that's cool. We're gonna take that. Uh in the town now, it is mostly cleared up. If you go around, uh you can bloom a bunch of the cherry blossom trees there. But there's also a cherry blossom shrine that if you go to it, it still has an evil presence on it. Mm -hmm. So do a couple other trees, and you can't do anything with them. Yet, I believe. I think there's still some other thing that we're going to need to do to to completely get rid of the curse that's here. Mm -hmm. But um, some fun things that you can do is you can go down to the the aqueduct that they have running along here, the canal, and be a fairy for people. Yeah, you can put a lily pad down on the on the water. They'll jump on it and use the wind to take them to the spot that they need to go to. Yeah, and they'll give you money. They'll give you praise. I did like three of those because I'm assuming as I do those, it'll unlock some more storyline or quest side quest things with other characters because they're just like, Perhaps. I need to get to the carpenter. So if I go take it to the carpenter, maybe next time I go to that, that building, there'll be something else going on there. Because that Either guy, way, the praise and money is good too. Because that guy was the sick carpenter's apprentice who, when the canal wasn't filled in, couldn't make it to help him. Because he was mm -hmm. he was stuck there and and it was too far away. So yeah, I yeah like I was trying to find out where I needed to go next, and so I just was like while I'm while I'm here, I might as well 
get a lily pad out and and draw some some wind you know whatever i yeah. uh, did some other there's we can buy some stuff from one of the merchants uh there's a weapons dealer there there's a weapons dealer but uh, i don't the, the other merchants selling uh charcoal and herbal medicine they were selling that before i had mentioned before okay about you can buy that stuff up because i was doing the i had the same thing that i kept running into where you meet a new person, they they tell you their life story, and then they go, oh, you have that in your pocket. Can I right. have it? And it's just like, yep, sure. I don't know. I came to a store, and this stuff was available, and it wasn't <laughs> you know, multi-use things, so I know I'm going to need it. Might as well buy it. Charcoal uh, came in handy because I met the one who's been drawing uh, that symbol that I use to disguise myself in, in the the demon moon cave uh they've run out of charcoal and they can't draw the cool symbol that they i i i think they hint at that they don't quite say where they saw it but only that they've run out of charcoal and they can no longer draw so i gave them more charcoal so they can draw more phalluses on more surfaces around the town in my game there is uh, one of the houses you can go to where it offers you to draw a new symbol. And if you draw it, it becomes that symbol. Oh, okay. Uh, I, ma- I made it a heart, so there's hearts popping up all over the place right now. Um, instead of Triforces. Instead of Triforces. I need to. I want to go back there and try to draw a dog face. Uh, oh, yeah. But there's also a restaurant you can go to. Ooh. And if you go help the cook in the back, you get a new move that lets you create fire anywhere you want. Oh, Wait, what? Yep. Hey. Uh, <laughs> give me that. So it might be Dude, worth going and best. looking through this town. All right. Well, got to go back to the restaurant. Good yeah, to I found yep. a different restaurant that, that is later, but uh, I couldn't really do anything there. So there's also, a, there is talk of a thief mm-hmm. running around in the town. But I was not able to find him. I'm thinking I still need to like wait until something else happens. So they they tell you that um, in order one thing that would help to catch this thief whose name is uh, Haya Hayazo Hayazo. I could not. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and they tell you one thing that would help is he. You know, of course, he only comes out at night. But if we could just light the torches around town. That should that should make it easier. Well, you only need to write light the two. Uh, what do you, how do you pronounce it? braziers? Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, I, they, you only have to light those two. Yeah, because there's a bunch of little torches all around the town that you can actually light up to to like move the flame around town. Yeah, that's how to. you would. That's how you would normally do it. Is yes, go in jump the fire from torch to torch just to get to each of those braziers yeah they go out but the the braziers do not if you go in and out of a building Mm -hmm. so i lit all of those but i still haven't found i i had i had to get moving man i also found waka's floating headquarters oh uh there is just this little pond that you can go to and if you do your raising the water and you jump on top of there it goes up way into the sky oh 
and there's this floating island that you go into and there's a couple treasure chests but that's it right now i don't know if they're if we're gonna have to come back to here for something else but there's not really there's like a guard there and they talk about captain waka oh uh, but that's all that's there for right now because huh. i did a little bit of this there, there's little ponds you can make with canal water moving it around but uh oh uh, anything else in this town that we want to mention before we go check up on the bamboo girl? I got some more gold dust. Uh, you know, I think I I think I threw a mermaid coin down and and got out of town. Cool. Uh, yeah, I I uh, definitely took advantage of those mermaid coins too. Jumped all the way over there. Uh, we get when we arrive there, we get this cutscene. Uh, where we see these this inscription on the ground surrounded by the bamboo. This is where we fought one of the dogs that uh, was it crybaby Ty. That that big yeah. bird was. Uh, oh yeah, he was he was worried about his dog there. Yeah, we go back. Um, we get a cutscene. We had to run a long way to get there. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I hopped out at the spring and I forgot how far it is to the forest. They talk about this this carving being the royal crest. Now we haven't been introduced to this symbol before, like this, or I, I don't know if it's been in the background or something, or if it's Could have this been. is th- this is the royal crest of where uh, Kaguya is from. But we we get this this emotional scene of her telling the Mister Bamboo that you know you will always be my grandpa, mm-hmm. uh, even even if we are not blood related. I will always look back at this fondly and and, and he then, tells her you will always be my grandchild don't ever forget it no matter what you're right bc yeah i'm just tearing up a little bit it's so sweet i get it boop, boop, boop. so does uh so does uh Eason. he uh yeah he starts oh he has about... a heart i thought he was too small to have one um well i mean people can still love their family even if they're monsters sure uh we get this the scene gets real crazy right here because the the ground opens up and a giant spaceship comes out Mm. and yeah that crest uh, sort of looks like a crop circle yeah uh it's kaguya's design starts to make more sense when you look at her having like a space helmet on her right Or, Mm -hmm. or and also it looking like she has like uh, antennas. She's got little antennae or whatever. Yeah, the, like. they're like bunny ears, but also little bamboo leaves, but also little antennas, you know. Yeah. Uh, before she leaves, she gives us her treasure, which is the fire tablet, which it does I mean, make we, more sense now. Yeah. That uh, the the corrupted emperor was looking for this because the, the priestess of... Um, the, the say, say son, uh, was being, uh, held up in there. And the thing that was protecting her was this lava and all this stuff here. And so the only way to get through was with his fire tablet. So yeah. Queen Himiko. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it makes, it does make more sense now. Like BC said earlier that we'll figure it out that this is why they were wanting it because they're trying to get to Himiko. Mm hmm. This is, we have to do uh, one of the digging mini games to do this. So, oh but right, yeah. we have to do that. Yeah, and at this time I had my boosted 
ink and all that stuff. So it was like it just got so much easier to just draw bombs everywhere. Uh, I would highly recommend getting that if you can. Got to do the bombs uh, it again. So it's a lot. I always right? forget one move when I go into this area. I forgot bombs this time. So we head back to the village, and with, with the fire tablet equipped, we can swim through lava. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, fire attacks don't that, hurt us at all from yeah, bad guys. I'm assuming, because I can't remember, we'll probably get other elemental tablets too. I don't think fire will be the only one. So it might be a good thing to like when we know we're going into certain fights, mm-hmm. equip that tablet to remember that, make it even easier. Hopefully, you get something that makes us swim faster. Uh, that would be great. <laughs> Probably not. Um, depends. Av- depends. After we swim through the lava, we get a cutscene. It's it's really long and drawn out where we don't see uh, Himiko's face, and even her silhouette is just the the. The black silhouette with a question mark on it. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, we know who she is, right? Like, th- because we do get a reveal and she is who she is. It's not like she revealed herself as a demon and then we had to fight her or something like that. Well, right? I mean, I think the only one who was judging her or, you know, assuming things about her was Issa and saying, like, you old hag, turn around. You're, you've just been selfishly cooped up in here instead of helping people uh show us your old face because you're mean and it's it's a throwback to the joke with kaguya where they do the kaguya reveal and before that eason says if you can't see their face they're probably going to be ugly when they turn around exactly kaguya turns around and he falls off his off of ami because kaguya is so beautiful and it's the same recycled joke. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Eason um, t- judges books based on their cover. On their back, on the back cover. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Honestly, you could. Honestly, it's fair to you. You. It's more fair to judge a book by its back cover than its front cover. True. Because sometimes you'll have an about what? the author or something on there, and you can actually judge stuff. But I mean, anyway, you know, those are all. Uh, the, all those little blurbs are paid for. You know. So Himiko talks about like what is going on with the town and about how she is doing everything she can to keep it from getting worse. Mm-hmm. But in order to actually do this, she that she tells us that we have to go and deal with the sea dragon. She can't really and, leave. Um and we find this out when uh Eason uh tries to you know approach her. For whatever okay, reason, is... and gets zapped by the magical god energy. But then, as soon as the cutscene is over, you can walk, walk right up, up to her, her and talk yeah. to her. I didn't get like, close. I, didn't, I was so confused. Did you bite? I didn't. I, I just tried. I, I just only listened. I don't. I don't. I try not to bite. Okay. In the game, if I can avoid it. I see. It's like, true. I've, there's there's enough try of that to help. going on. <laughs> This is another example of this game doing this thing that I don't understand where you have to exhaust the dialogue options for story mm-hmm. yeah, instead yeah. of just making it one dialogue. So you can talk yeah. to her and then walk away, but she still has stuff to say to you, and they won't let you leave the room until you exhaust her dialogue options. You, you've gained her friendship uh, and said, yes, you will listen to her, 
and then you have to talk to her again and and say yes you will help her but uh yeah you have to gain her friendship first so that we can get out of the the cutscene part and and get into the you know real time part of of the dialogue instead of the pre-rendered this, this, this design <laughs> is cool for side stuff like when you find people and when it pops up to be like yeah, that wasn't just like flavor text. Like if you keep talking to this person, they'll have something for you to do. Right. Uh, and so it's like, that's, that's nice. But yeah, in this, in this instance, I think has been the worst of it so far where you literally have to keep saying like, yes, keep the conversation going. It's like, no, just make it a long cut scene. It's fine. You can make it one long. Cut scene. <laughs> we're going to say yes, because we're playing this video game. Of course we want to play more of this video game. Like, can I, it's not going to be like, will you help me? Your options are either like, yes, I will. Or roll credits. Like, I mean, that's this not what the game ends up being. Be this tanked, isn't, though, you know, it would be kind of cool if any game was like, you could say no. And then the game would just be over and it would just roll credits on you. There is some game that does that where it's like the game just game overs. If you say no in the beginning, but. there's a harvest moon game that if you let your dog bite the mayor credits roll, <laughs> it just like ends the game. And it's like one of the first things that happens in the game. Nice. I don't know if that's why you're. I'm sure other things have done it. I, I'm just saying, yeah. There's plenty of games out there that give you lots of 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 choices and and things like that. This is not one of those games. We are we are here to say yes, and you know when the owl tells us something, just move on. You know. Yeah. So we did get it. We got all that. We Thank you. did understand. Uh, I mean, she she's talk. She starts talking about uh, her her big crystal ball. That is what is letting her like see the future and is protecting her as well uh, while she prays for everyone. But that also figures into what she needs us to do. She tells us about Oni Island. Oni is Island. where we need to go to. I love, Think about I love Oni that. Island. It's my favorite comedy rap group. <laughs> uh, the thing about Oni Island is that Every day it moves, it changes places. And so that's why it's so hard to find is right. because it's out on the ocean, but then at, at sunrise it disappears and goes to a different place. It's and, like uh, uh, the, the third Aladdin movie, basically. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm taking your word for it on the third Aladdin movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron Williams comes back, uh, you know, really great. Okay. Makes uh makes All it right. like Yeah, yeah, makes a bunch Jafar's of references I didn't get something? it that age, so, you know. Okay. Uh she tells us that the the key to finding it is with the water dragon. And so that we need to find them and use them as a bridge. So dra- dragon bridge, dragon ball, there's going to be that. Dragon bridge Z. Um yeah, a little and, snake, yeah, some snake way maybe happening, yeah. She gives us the key to cross over the border. That was an area we could have gone to before where the mm-hmm. guards were just like, nope, you can't go right now. This is closed off because there's monsters. It's just uh, off to the now side. Now we're going to have the key. Yeah. You know. So we'll have that. And I, yeah, I was confused at first because I'm like, what are they going to have me do? And it's, I think it's clear now that we're going to go run along the coast right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is where we're going to wrap this episode up. For the next episode, 
We are going to get to the Dragon Palace. We got some new moves to get. We got some other places to find. Don't, go do some more exploring. We got we can move around so much more. There's some stuff that I'm sure you've missed. Get some upgrades. Do all that. We'll be back here and talk about it on Shadow of the Wild. Guided. Are you talking about the alien stuff? Yeah. Like we're like, but we're not going to fight the internet. <laughs> like it, when you're talking about it being as bad as that, like we're not fighting the, a human form of the internet. Like that was the, that was the thing that always stuck out to me in that one. Fair. Fair. <laughs> I remember seeing ads for that game as a kid and being like, Oh, this game sounds so cool. And then, like, watching the two best friends play of it, I was like, this is not what I was expecting at all. Um, the first two hours are incredible in that game. Well, just the diner part, the, right? The Yeah, the diner. When you do the diner and then you're at the crime scene afterwards. Yeah. That is so cool. And they, they have a couple other moments that do similar things like that. Uh, but, yeah, the, the that game just but totally yeah. falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, David.